Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to thepetecalendarshow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Welcome to the program. Pete Callender here. Happy Friday. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. The phone numbers are 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. Um, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this nurse. Sorry, this physician's assistant up in New York who got on a bicycle and got into an argument with a couple of young men about the bicycle, about who rented the bicycle, because it's one of those bike shares, you know. One of the young men videotapes the uh, the the PA, the woman who had just gotten off work, apparently, from a 12-hour shift. He videotapes her for about a minute, a minute and a half or so, um, and then the video goes viral. She gets suspended from her job, and she uh, got demonized for the better part of the week as a, uh, what do they call her, city bike? Because that's the, I guess, city bank sponsors the bicycles. It's one, you know, it's like Charlotte has these two where, you know, they got all the, the racks with the bicycles and you swipe a credit card or something or have an account. And then you get access to the bicycle and you get charged for the, the time that you take the bike out and you got to return it to the station and by the way, there's usually like a really hefty fee uh, if you don't return the bicycles. And um, apparently the bike that she was wanting to get on that the guy was on at the – like I couldn't tell who was on the bike and who had the bike. I couldn't really tell from the way the video was shot as to who was actually sitting on the bike first because we don't have the beginning of the interaction. So – this was a motorized bicycle. And I think uh, one of the reports I saw was that uh, these things cost, if you don't return it, it's like $1,200 they will ding you for. So obviously it, it matters if I swipe my credit card to rent bicycle number 007, and before I can walk over to the bicycle, you get on it and take off. Because if you get on it and take off, now they've got my credit card and I don't have the bicycle. And if you steal the bicycle, or in this case, the motor, uh, the motorized bicycle, then I'm out $1,200. So it becomes pretty important, right? All right, so here's the, uh, and I'm not going to play the audio because there's some, you know, bleeping that would have to occur. It's just, it's not worth it. But what happened, oh, by the way, did I mention did I mention the races of the people involved? Oh no, I guess I didn't. It shouldn't matter, but it does, of course, because that's how everybody views all of this stuff now. Apparently, it's always through the prism of race. Gosh, identity politics is fantastic. New York Post reporting that uh, the Big Apple hospital worker 
accused in a viral video of hijacking a city bike from a young black man has been identified by her lawyer as Sarah Comrie, who is raising money now to pay for legal bills tied to the ordeal. She's a white woman, and the group of uh, young men were all black. And what we are to believe is that she walked into this group of about, I think there's five or six uh, young men, that she she attempted to steal the bike from one of them as they were congregating all around the bike rack, and one of them was on the bike or, or was about to get on the bike, and then she jumped on the bicycle and he wouldn't let her leave or whatever. We're supposed to believe that after a 12-hour shift at the hospital, that's what she did. She came down, saw this group, and uh, tried to steal the bike from one of them. That's the story that was promulgated with the release of the viral video. And they, they're mocking her. She starts crying at one point, and they're mocking her. And then they're saying that they were fake tears. We don't see any tears. This then gets picked up in social media, and they start labeling her City Bike Karen. Now, I've said this before about the term Karen. I don't like it. I prefer Gruber as a, as a name because it's not uh, gender-specific. Um, it's also not racial. And I, I find the term Karen to be quite often used in a racial context, so I don't like it. Um, Gruber, uh, not only is it you know male and female, but it is actually like tied to an actual Nazi, which I think is the whole point of the term, right? It, a Gruber is somebody who's going to rat you out for something like during the COVID pandemic. Right, the Grubers were running around. Oh, they're outside! Oh my gosh, you're four and a half feet apart, not six. Oh my gosh, your mask isn't all the way around your nose. You know, stuff like that. Those are the Grubers, and I, I prefer that term. Yes, I did make it up, but no, it's not completely made up. And then it's not from the Christmas movie Die Hard. It is from The Sound of Music. Rolf Gruber, who I believe actually resides in North Carolina now, um, or is from North Carolina. Yeah. Anyway, Rolf Gruber, that was the boyfriend. I believe the oldest daughter's name was Liesel or something. And uh, she was in love with Rolf. But then Rolf went and joined the brown shirts. And Rolf was the one that saw the family escaping out of the abbey. They were fleeing from the Nazis after they, they sang their song and, you know, then they disappeared off the stage and the Nazis went chasing after them. And before they climbed every mountain to get to freedom, they uh, they were holed up at the the convent at the abbey where um, where Maria, who I think nobody sings a song like her, but she they, where she used to be before she left the abbey and and got married to the the military guy. Okay, so I know like I'm going in depth on this. I, I assume everybody knows who Rolf Gruber is by now. He's the brown shirt who saw the family leaving at the very end. And had this, he was torn what to do. And then the dad had to rub his nose in it. He says, you're not a man, you're a boy. And he's like, and he blows the whistle on him. And then he alerts the Nazis like, good job, dad. You had to insult the little brown shirt. You could have tried to get him to come with you, but no, no. So anyway, Rolf Gruber. I know I'm far down the rabbit hole on that. I apologize. So anyway, Sarah Comrie, she leaves her job she or, or she gets off work, 12-hour shift. Six months pregnant, which, by the way, for folks who may not be aware, and I, I, I don't think I'm speaking at a turn on this, but it's my understanding that pregnant women might not be in complete control of their hormonal reactions. 
Is that true? Is that I've heard that. I have heard. Is this like maybe it's not a well-known thing at this point, but we should totally alert other people to this idea that, you know, when when you're carrying a life inside of you, and you got all these hormones raging and stuff. So th- there may be some some emotional reactions to things that don't make a lot of sense. But anyway, I just I'm just throwing it out there. But the lawyer for this woman now confirms that it is her. She's a uh, an employee at Bellevue Hospital and she it is her in the video. It's been seen tens of millions of times now on social media. It shows her in a heated encounter with a group of men who claimed in the video that they paid for the bicycle that she was on at the docking station. But the lawyer gave the New York Post receipts, a receipt that shows she paid for it. And what's amazing to me about this story right now is you have race-baiting bigots that are believing the men over her because they don't believe that what was provided was a receipt because it doesn't have her name and credit card and address on it, and they want to see it. Yet the men have provided nothing. We're supposed to believe she got off work after a 12-hour shift, six months pregnant, walks down to get on the motorized bicycle and tries to steal it from them and tries to do so by walking into their group, hopping on the motorized bike as they are there and drive away. Rather than, oh, and by the way, also having a receipt that just so happens to have the same 007 uh, bicycle number as the bike in the video, right? So we've got that. And then it, ha- it shows that she canceled it, which she did in the video. So she's given, her lawyer has given us some information the men have not, but they are to be believed. And for the race-baiting bigots, like Monique Judge. You know what she's calling Sarah Jane Comrie? You know what she's calling her? Carolyn Bryant. She's the 2023 equivalent of Carolyn Bryant. Do you know who Carolyn Bryant is? The woman who falsely accused Emmett Till. Yeah. This woman wrote a four-page post on her blog that then has been amplified by all sorts of websites and uh, media companies. And she says, I was having a conversation with one of my good friends, and she made the following astute observation. Quote, you put a white woman in a situation. The easy prejudice and racism espoused there in that sentence would never be permitted, never be allowed, never even acceptable from the keyboard if it were directed at any other race. The lawyer for this uh, PA showed the receipts to this woman who wrote that line, who wrote this blog post, wrote a whole Twitter thread about it. And she still doesn't believe it. She still believes the young men. Because of racial solidarity. And the young men have produced zero evidence. Is it more likely that they may have tried to steal the bike from her? And what she sees, what this woman here, Monique Judge, sees as as Karen, white woman privilege of some sort, there used to just be an understanding that if a, a woman needed the bicycle, the man would say, okay, take it. That was chivalry. That was understood.
This is what you leftists have so destroyed. <laughs> Seriously. Like, this idea, like, it started with the holding the doors open, right? Oh, I can get my own door. Little things like that. It would never occur to me. If a woman came up and said, oh, this is, uh, I, I rented this bike. My first reaction would be, oh, sorry, okay. And then we would compare, let me see on the phones. But nobody did that. Why would you not do that? Oh, there's more. Oh, hey, real quick, before I forget, Carolina Readiness Supply is prepping for its annual Heritage Life Skills event. It's coming up in July, and you can learn how to be better prepared and self-sufficient in the event of any emergency. Things like homesteading, canning, water storage, radio communications, herbal remedies, home defense, fermenting vegetables, all sorts of stuff. This is what Carolina Readiness Supply does. For beginners all the way to the most experienced preppers, Carolina Readiness Supply can help. Get your tickets now at carolinareadiness.com. That's carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? News Talk 1110-993-WBT. It's the Pete Callender Show. I am the Pete of the show. You can email the show and me all at the same time. Pete at thepetecalendarshow.com. I try to keep it easy. I try to make it simple. Oh, it is calendar with a K. But I look, I had no choice in that matter. I guess I could have taken an assumed name, but I did not. So Pete Callender, K-A-L-I-N-E-R, Callender at the Pete, or is it Pete at the Pete Callender Show. And uh, on Twitter, it's at Pete Callender, which is um, where I spent a good bit of time, probably too much time last night, going through this... Uh, uh, this race-baiting bigots uh, Twitter feed, as well as her website um, that she writes at, Monique Judge is her name, and I don't know if it's her real name or not, uh, but she goes on Twitter by the handle of The Journalista. Uh, spoiler alert, uh, not a journalist, but or a journalista, okay. Which may be cultural appropriation, is that, is that a, okay. Um... Here's the headline. Sarah Jane Comrie is a 2023 version of Carolyn Bryant. And she starts off by saying, I was having a conversation with one of my good friends and she made the following astute observation. Once again, not an astute observation at all, really. But you put a white woman in a situation and a Karen will come out. Truer words have never been spoken. Okay, I don't know about truer words. And I, I darn sure know that the standard there is definitely not never been spoken because I can guarantee you truer words have been spoken. But as long as you know right off the bat here that uh, this is the kind of hyperbolic dumbassery uh, that we are going to be treated to, uh, that's, I think, the important thing. So uh, Sarah Comrie was caught on video trying to physically take a city bike from a young black man who had already rented and paid for it. By the way, the journalista here doesn't know any of that to be true. She she has no idea if that's true. All we got was a one minute and 15, one minute, 20 second video. Something like that. Very short. Like one and a half minutes, call it. And it's, it, it's a tight shot of woman wearing hospital scrubs. You never even really see the guy. You see his arm. But it's one of his friends who are, who are, who is filming this. And, you never ha- you never hear any of them 
produce any kind of receipts. They never show that it was their bike. They never never do that. They've not come forward to say we have the receipt that we rented the bike. They've not they've not done any of that. And we don't know if they paid for it. They claim to paid to have paid for it, but so did she. And for Monique Judge, it that doesn't matter. All that matters are the races. That's it. And there's a word for that, by the way. There is a word for the kind of person who only looks at someone's race to determine guilt or innocence and any other motives and, and uh, characteristics about that person. There is a word for that. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Pete Callender here. 704-570-1110-1800-WBT-1110. Email is Pete at thepetecallendershow.com. I got this email from Beth in Belmont who says, uh, Enjoying the show today, but I feel I must take issue with a point you made. I don't think there's any documentation to support your statement that Carolyn Bryant falsely accused Emmett Till. That assertion was made by a writer who once interviewed Bryant but provided no documentation to support his claim. Please don't interpret my in- my comments as supporting the events involving Emmett Till in any way or the horrible crimes committed against him. This story is fresh in my mind because the Bryant woman died recently. Right. So um, that, yeah, this is the uh, the argument asserted by, Sar- by sorry, by uh, Monique Judge is that this medical professional, this PA, Sarah Comrie up in New York, trying to get on the bike after a 12 hour shift, six months pregnant and she is a modern version of Carolyn Bryant, who is the woman who is accused of accusing Emmett Till. Is that a better way to say it? That's the... Right, so and this is the argument asserted by Monique Judge. And it is based only on the color of the woman's skin and the color of the men's skin. Because the men, there were like four or five or six of them that were surrounding the, the, the rental bikes... And the one woman who swipes her credit card or uses the app or whatever it is, and she has, according to the receipt provided by her lawyer to the New York Post and to this blogger, Monique Judge, that was her bike. And so we have to believe what one – there are actually three potential reasons here or uh, uh, truths, let's say, three stories here. Number one could be that – the woman was trying to steal a bike from the guys. The other theory or story could be that the guys were trying to steal the bike from the one woman. Or, third possibility here, which is what I would have gone to had I been there, which was, oh, the technology must have screwed up. It double booked us. You ever go to a ball game or a concert and someone's sitting in your seat? Right? What do you do? What is the obvious thing that everybody does in order to sort it out on your own? What do we do? Show show your tickets. Only one person showed their tickets in this scenario, and it was the woman. I don't I I don't know what the truth is. I don't know. I'm waiting to hear from the guys who for some reason they're not saying anything today. Very weird. They didn't say anything yesterday, day before. It's very weird. Nobody knows who the men in this scenario are. We all know who she is. And she got suspended, by the way, by the hospital. Yeah, she was suspended, put on leave over this incident because of the social media mob that 
that bigots whipped up against her based on the color of her skin. Nobody knew any information. Nobody knew who had a receipt for that bicycle. The people watching the tens of millions of views of all the people around the world that saw the video, nobody knew who actually rented the bike. Could have been both. Right? Could have been both people. Could have been a technological problem. There could have been a, a mess up on the app. But to the racist bigots, the race-baiting bigots like Monique Judge, she says the video starts with her attempting to wrestle a bike away from a young man who can be heard telling her it's not her bike and he had already paid for it. When Comrie realizes that the young man is not going to willingly give the bike up to her, she begins yelling, help, help me, as people walk by on the streets. I want everyone to stop and think about the optics for a minute, she says. What I like about this description, this is how she she starts the story. There is an assumption that nothing happened prior to the rolling of the video. That's what has to, this woman has to have blocked out any kind of pre-roll occurrence, right? Before the video starts rolling, what happened? And I would submit to you, you should not be in any sort of media-adjacent job, You should not be out there promoting and amplifying stories if you don't have the mental capacity to think beyond the start of a video. Because that's obviously what she's doing. She's not not willing to entertain that there's something she doesn't know about what transpired prior to the video. All she needs to know is what she sees on the video, and what she sees on the video is a white woman and black guy. That's all she needs to know. And she knows who's guilty and who's not. And there is a word for that. She says, quote, this is a white woman who walked into the middle of a group of young black men. She tries to physically take a bike from one of them. We see that much on camera. You actually don't see her walk into the middle of them. You see her and the guy on the bike at the same time. They're both like standing kind of on the bike and they're like, they're not like wrestling for it, but they are like put the hands on the handlebar and they're trying to hold their phones and. But she doesn't see who walks into which crowd. But think about that for a moment. And I could tell you as somebody like, I I don't even need to say the same word because Charlotte's the same way. But I can guarantee you in New York City, this is not something that one would do, particularly a single woman walking into a group of five young men to steal a bicycle from them. (laughs) that That is probably not likely just by sheer numbers, not even the gender aspect. Sorry, I'm not trying to misgender the sex, the biological sex aspect. You you don't have the numbers, but what you thought that, so, but in but in Monique Judge's view, her race trumps all, so she can walk into the middle of five black men and scream help, 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 and assume that what a cop is going to come and and murder the the five of them or something. What the people passing by on the street can't see that. What they see is a white woman surrounded by a group of young black men, and she seems to be in distress. Are they attacking her? Are they harming her? Why are they crowded around her like this? Yet, you know why people see that? It's because that's what they see. They see a woman surrounded by multiple men. And there's a disagreement going on. That's part of it, too. They're arguing. That's part of it, too. It's not simply because if it's a one woman and she's talking with them nicely and whatever, people wouldn't pay it any mind. But the fact that they're arguing... There's tension. Something's going on. And that's what people are looking at. And when you see very quickly that there's one against five, 
Now you're kind of, oh, well, wait a minute, what's going on here? And when that one is a woman and the five are men, men instinctively know that the woman is at a disadvantage. And it doesn't matter her race. It doesn't matter her race. What matters is that's a female. But according to Monique Judge, she knew exactly what she was doing when she began yelling. She wanted to draw the wrong type of attention to those young men so she could force them to give her what she wanted, the motorized bike. So Monique Judge knows everything about this woman's mindset, knows everything about why she's doing what she's doing. And again, it's only based on the woman's race. Quote, she understands that as a white woman, she's always going to be viewed as the victim in any situation. Okay, that's not true. She knows that white comfort is always prioritized over everything else. Mm, That's not true. Have you seen any videos out of the subway lately? Makes a loud enough scene some white man or a cop will come flying in to, quote, rescue her. And that is what she wanted. She is a version of Carolyn Bryant who died two weeks ago, April 25th, should have been tried in Emmett Till's murder, but she never was. She died of old age, a luxury she denied Emmett Till. He was murdered because of her lie. That's according to Monique Judge. Okay? And in fact, here's the thing. Um, A guy does intervene. A guy does intervene. Another medical uh, staffer, he's dressed in the blue scrubs as well. He intervenes, and he says, well, why don't you just give her the bike, cancel your, cancel your thing. And the guy says, no, I'm not going to cancel it. So then he says to her, why don't you cancel it? So she cancels it, gets another bike, and goes home. So the guy actually solves the problem, right? The dude who shows up and is like, what's going on here? He actually solves the problem. But this is supposed to be like white knighting for her, even though it solves the problem. And by the way, the receipt that the lawyer provided shows exactly that too. Her story has more corroborative evidence than the men's story does. The five men, who none of whom have come forward identifying themselves or giving any proof that they bought the bike. The woman now has a GoFundMe page set up by her uncle, I believe. I'll give you details on that in a minute. All right, now you've heard me talk about them. Old Grouch's Military Surplus. They're expanding with more ways to get your hands on authentic U.S. military surplus items. Go to oldgrouch.com. Check out the links for the online auctions for rare finds and the vintage shop. Unique, really cool items from modern tactical gear to historical collectibles. Tim at Old Grouch's is always finding new stuff. When I started the podcast at the beginning of the pandemic, my first advertiser was Old Grouch's. If you enjoy the show and derive any value from it, I'm hoping that you will consider supporting one of the businesses that make it possible. Lots of gift ideas for that person who loves the military style for fashion or decor. There really is something for everyone at Old Grouch's Military Surplus in beautiful downtown Clyde and online at oldgrouch.com. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Yeah, there's a GoFundMe now. Sarah Comrie is her name. It has been set up by her uncle. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure what the goal is. I thought it was set. The GoFundMe was supposedly here. It is thirty-five thousand um, dollars. Not sure how far along it's got. I, I'm not going to pull it up, but um, I do find it funny here. It says that the uh, 
The facts have since proven that it's a lie that she was trying to steal the the man's bicycle. In fact, he was trying to steal hers. Uh, the damage has been done. The fundraiser states. In fact, Sarah is a dedicated healthcare worker who is six months pregnant. She holds racial justice and equity dear. Oh, that was weird. All right. Um, Sorry. She holds racial justice and equity dear and has dedicated her life to serving New York City's most challenged individuals. (laughs) So. So uh, it's a blue on blue crime, actually. This is all blue on blue action. She holds racial justice and equity dear to her. Huh. Didn't matter. Right. Didn't matter. At the end, the only thing that mattered to the race baiters, to the people who cannot see anything other than pigmentation, the only thing that mattered was the color of her skin. And her life will never be the same. Because she cast a convenient image. I don't pretend to know what occurred prior to the video. I prefer to wait to hear all of the information, as much of it that can come out should come out. And honestly, we never even should have heard of this story. It never should have gotten to our attention. But it did because of video and because the video, the video is promulgating a belief that a segment of our society wants to believe, right? A narrative. It's promulgating a narrative. As it was spelled out in this blog post by this Monique judge, that's the number one uh, search result. And she gloats about that. Oh, she's getting tons of clout. Hella clout going on here for her. Oh, this is a life-changing event for Monique Judge. All the sweet, sweet clicks. So what? You have to ruin a white woman's life over it, even if she didn't do anything wrong. Whatevs. You're getting, you're getting yours, right? That's the key. That's the key. Let me jump over here and get uh, Joanna on the program. Hello, Joanna. How are you? Hi, I'm fine, thanks. Good. I appreciate your show very much. Just want to make a quick comment. Monique Judge is really just following in the steps of President Obama, who over 10 years ago was talking about a case in Florida before it was ever adjudicated. He said, if I had a son... He'd look like Trayvon. Mm-hmm. It was one of the, who was the uh, young man killed, and uh, there was a Zimmerman. Yeah, George Zimmerman, who, George yeah. Zimmerman. Mm-hmm. Who, right. yeah, went, but followed him through the, the neighborhood. Yep. Yeah, all that mattered was that Trayvon looked like our president. Right, and that's Zimmerman was a white Hispanic man. Exactly. Yeah. So that's how you determine guilt or innocence. You look at skin. Right, and, and I'm not sure that people realize how destructive this is going to be when you start, because eventually what happens is, and I've got, I've got an email that says this very thing. Um, what, what eventually happens is you are going to condition everybody to start viewing everything through the prism of race. Exactly. And they're not going to, they're not going to accept a position of inferiority based on their race. And you're going to have racial strife develop from it. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Joanne, I appreciate the call. Yeah, have a great weekend. You too. All right, take care. That's uh, that's the concern I have. It is an it is a wholly unchristian thing to view people like this. We are all a minority of one. Everyone is a unique individual. 
with intrinsic value. Viewing somebody by the, honestly, like the least interesting part of them, right? Your race, my race, it is the least interesting thing about us. We had no control over it, right? Her tears, this is one of the things that uh, this woman, Monique Judge, focuses a lot on. The fact that she cried, but then I couldn't see any real, I couldn't see any water. And, you know, she was getting emotional and she was crying and she was, that was just all for effect. I do wonder, um, were, did you see any tears on uh, Christy Blasey Ford's face that time? No? Yes? I don't know. Just a random thought. <laughs> might be, might have had something to do with her, uh, her pregnancy. She's six months pregnant, maybe. 12-hour shift at the hospital, probably a little tired. That might have something to do with it. Just throwing that out there.